Hello, friends, and welcome to The Chrysalis Train. I am your host, Anthony, and the destination is personal development and clarity. Ding! It's been so long since I have made that glorious ding sound. Y'all, it has been a few weeks since I have done a new episode. What the hell has been going on with me, you ask? The answer is simple. Life. Life is weird, y'all. Life is weird and interesting and weird and interesting and weird and interesting and weird all over again. Life is something we can't predict. We don't fully understand it. We understand that we have breath. We understand that we have choices. We have consequences. We understand that we can only control so little things. But we don't understand what we don't understand. What we do understand, we learn from and grow from. And that's what I have been doing. I've been taking some time off from my podcast to just live a little bit. When doing a podcast that's all about self-awareness and personal development, there comes the awareness of knowing when it's time to just take a break and moderate. Moderation. That's today's stop. We are stopping in the realm of moderation. In this realm, you know, all things in moderation, including moderation. We've all heard that phrase, right? And what does it mean to me personally, speaking of my own interpretation of this idiom, all things in moderation, including moderation, means knowing your limits, knowing where to put your cap, but also knowing sometimes it's important to cut loose and just go a little crazy every now and then and live your life, have your fun. Know your boundaries for yourself, but also know when to just cut fucking loose. That's life. Life is balance. Sometimes you have to tiptoe. Sometimes you got to stomp. And moderation is knowing when to do either or. You can't always tiptoe. You can't always stomp. It's a little bit of both. If you're always tiptoeing, then you're not going to make your presence known. If you're always stomping, your presence might be known a little bit too much and it might be a little bit obtrusive. So it's important to know when to hold back and when to just let shit go and let it be what it'll be. I'm going to talk about myself in that regard and use myself as an example, talking about what I've been going through these past couple of weeks. So a huge, huge, huge chunk of this podcast has been me talking about my sobriety journey, my relationship with substances and how it's impacted things like my sense of self, my clarity, my growth, my relationships, all of these things, both before and after going sober. Now, sometime down the line, it was around my seventh month, literally one month ago from this episode. I, not literally, chronologically, I don't know what day it was I made this decision. I don't know what time is. Time isn't real. Help me. Anywho, sometime last month, I started toying with the idea of potentially switching from full-on sobriety to social drinking upon hitting the one year mark of being sober. And it sounded appealing because I had learned a great deal of self-control. I had learned a great deal about what my values are, what being in alignment means for me personally. And I have so much more space in my head because I was no longer drinking to mask things. And therefore I was now able to truly face things and truly establish a relationship with myself that is healthy. 
a relationship that I'm still working on because I am still learning things to this very moment. That's a relationship that's always growing, always changing. The courtship of yourself never stops as you grow and learn new things about yourself. You have to accept things about yourself. That's a whole other subject for a later episode. Anywho. So toying with the idea, I decided to give myself the rest of the year initially to be sober and then go back to social drinking upon January 15th. That's when I would have a full year of sobriety. And my plan was to just do a full on body and mind scan and see how my mental health is doing, how my physical health is doing. And if all signs are go, social drink strictly. But if there's any residence, hesitance, whatever the ends word is that I'm looking for, then I would continue with sobriety for another year. Now, initially, I had only told this strategy to some close friends of mine who voiced their opinions and voiced their concerns, and I did listen, but I didn't express this initially to my therapist because I was genuinely afraid that they were going to give me some very wise advice that could counter my idea. I was afraid of being told I was wrong. I was afraid of being told it was a bad idea. And I was letting that fear hold me back from utilizing proper resources that could actually give me some genuine insights. Then fast forward to this month, I decided to, you know what? I'm gonna come clean to my therapist. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking about. What are your thoughts? Me and my therapist have a great relationship. I've had this therapist since 2018 when I first came out as gay and he has been by my side through all of my emotional turmoils. He knows me super well by this point. So I really don't have any justifiable reason to hide what I'm going through from my therapist. So I rationalized that and I chose to send him a message. It was prior to maybe a week and a half before our next session, I think. And I just sent him a long essay just detailing, this is what I'm thinking about with my sobriety, with social drinking, and this is why I think that. Short version, when I started drinking, it was from a place of trauma, purely. It's not entirely true, actually. Beforehand, I had had one shot of vermouth, and then maybe a year or so later, I had one margarita, and that was the gist of my drinking initially, just those instances. But when I started seriously drinking, that was the night that I came out as gay publicly to my family and it did not go well. It did not have healthy results. And the end result was a plethora of traumas. The trauma of realizing that I am now effectively homeless, or I was back in those days, I should say. The trauma of being openly gay with no queer support. I had no close queer friends who could help me navigate myself back in those days. The trauma of accepting the fact that I was raised in an abusive environment. And the trauma of accepting the fact that my church was in fact a cult. And those were a lot of simultaneous traumas to comprehend. So I turned to drinking. I was couch surfing with some people and they were having a gathering with some friends. It was a party. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, it was a party. And I ended up downing four, maybe five rum and cokes 
back to back to back to back to back. At the time, I was saying, I'm just having fun with y'all. In reality, I was miserable and I was doing whatever it took to numb that pain, to mask that pain. I did not know how to navigate it. I did not know how to accept it. I didn't know what I was feeling, honestly. All I knew was that I was hurting immensely, emotionally, so much deeper than I've ever hurt before. And I did not want to feel that way. And so it set the precedent. Drink, drink, drink. For every emotion, there's a drink for that. Now, when I went sober, it opened up my mind and forced me to confront and face all of these feelings. And it was a trial. It was difficult. It was not easy at all. And I am now in a place where I can face my emotions. I do know how to cope in a healthier way. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I still have moments where I do not cope in the right ways. But I am increasingly aware of my actions in regards to how I choose to cope. And now I want to have a healthier relationship with substances, with alcohol, away from the fact that trauma was impacted, that my traumas were impacted. Scratch that, that my traumas impacted the way that I drank. Now, when I started going sober, I ended up in an online sobriety group and it was truly helpful. There were so many benefits, so many things that I've learned about myself. It was great support, great stepping stones, but there was this undertone of villainizing alcohol. And in my emotional vulnerable state, emotionally vulnerable state, I ate that up. Nowadays, I have a different perspective. I no longer see alcohol as this great evil, as this problem, as this plague. I see it as something that is neutral. I see it as something that's been around since humanity has been around, and it has no signs of going anywhere. It has unhealthy aspects. It does have unhealthy consequences. Yes, this is very, very true. And it does cause people to lose their filters, their inhibitions. Also very true. That being said, caffeine is also very unhealthy. If you have anxiety, it's going to fuck you up. Cake is unhealthy. It's going to fuck up your body. Fast food. We all know the spiel about fast food. The very air that we breathe is even toxic to a degree. So I've come to the personal conclusion that we live in a world where almost everything that we interact with and or consume is unhealthy and does in fact come with consequences. That's where moderation comes in. Understanding what that looks like for you personally, for me personally. I was talking with um, one of my very good friends about this actually, and they pointed out that things like substance use or sexuality, it's a spectrum, it's fluid. Sometimes there's a season where you might need to step away from something for a prolonged period of time. For me, it was not drinking or using any substances for eight months. And sometimes you find that your feelings change as your needs change and or as you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your values 
you might need to adjust your boundaries for yourself as needed. And that's where I was finding myself within my own journey. As I was becoming more self-aware, more clear, I felt that I didn't know, I didn't know. I no longer needed to hide from alcohol or villainize it. And so I sent that message to my therapist. Oh, I said short version, y'all. That was not short whatsoever. Mm, 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 I be lying, y'all. Anywho, I sat there twiddling my thumbs, waiting for my therapist to message me back. And eventually they did. And he surprised me, actually. He said he supported my thought process because what I was describing was what's called harm reduction. Now, to clarify, because I realize I did not go into detail with what he was talking about. When I sent him the message, I told him, if I do go back to social drinking, I will have these boundaries for myself. First of all, no drinking alone whatsoever for any circumstances. Boundary number two, if I'm experiencing literally any negative emotion, no matter how big or small it might be, whether it's something like depression, anxiety, a trauma response, jealousy, envy, sadness, guilt, regret, lethargy, fear, anger, frustration, etc. Anything negative. If I'm in the midst of any negative feeling whatsoever, no drinking until the feeling is passed and fully processed. Furthermore, next boundary, only drink with people who I feel 100% safe and comfortable around. Meaning if they're a total stranger, not gonna happen. If it's someone who I'm more of an acquaintance with, not gonna happen. The established trust and safety has to be there for the sake of feeling accountable and comfortable. And then finally, preferably to drink maximum, but if I choose to exceed that, I cannot consume further drinks unless I properly hydrate before and after each ensuing drink. And that is when my therapist mentioned that what I was practicing is known as harm reduction, which is also a form of sobriety, actually. In some cases, sobriety does in fact mean completely cutting things off in entirety, which has its validity. And in some cases, it means approaching it via harm reduction, meaning still consuming what you're consuming, but doing it in a way that is mindful and intentional and will cause little to no long-term damage to your physical or mental health and also minimize significantly the risk of hurting somebody else. Responsible use, if you will. And then my therapist further mentioned that by giving myself these deadlines of January 15th, it was potentially putting pressure on myself, which I didn't need, which I realized actually was true. As soon as I let go of that deadline, I felt tremendously better and I realized that I was giving myself pressure to perform a certain type of way. And that certain type of way might not have been in alignment with how I was feeling. Now, everyone's journey with substance use and sobriety and harm reduction is individual. I will not tell you what's the best course of action. I'm not gonna tell you what to personally do. I'm only speaking to my own experience and my own use of moderation. Now, I decided that I was gonna take 
that all off the window, off the shelf, off the whatever. I don't know what I'm saying, y'all. Idioms are not working with me today. Or is it hyperbole or an idiom? Oh my God, I'm a writer and I cannot talk. Ugh, what are words? Anywho. So over the weekend, me and one of my best friends got brunch together and she's someone who I trust completely. And I was opening up to her about my new pers- my new perspective with harm reduction. She asked questions, she voiced her support. And then we got brunch and we got mimosas together. Ooh, y'all, I stuttered for a bit. Bless my heart. Anywho, we got mimosas, we cheersed, I took a sip, and I felt totally fine. I didn't feel any guilt, any shame. I didn't feel like I had betrayed myself. I felt comfortable and safe and secure. And I also noticed that in this instance, I was sipping the entire time. I didn't chug, I didn't inhale. I was drinking my water faster than I was drinking my mimosa and my friend finished hers before I finished mine. No shame in that, first of all. It's just that noticing that after coming from eight months of sobriety, alcohol hits different for me now. I no longer crave it as intensely. The flavor, it's enjoyable, but it's not as, oh my God, I gotta have it kind that made me want to chug. And also, I'm no longer masking my emotions. That's no longer my intention. And now it's just whatever. And after I had that one drink, I was good for the rest of the day. I no longer wanted any other drinks. I felt totally fine. And I was like, okay, I had my drink. I had my buzz. I'm Gucci. I'm good. I don't need any more. And it's been that way ever since. I've had light drinks here and there dispersed from time to time with close friends who I am very trusting and comfortable with and my boundaries have thus far been maintained and I am now approaching it with a moderation that honors my values, honors my growth, honors my personal boundaries and honors my sense of self while still letting me cut loose and have fun a little bit without going crazy, without getting drunk drunk and without acting a fool. That's my moderation. Everyone's moderation is different. Everyone's moderation depends on taking an honest look at what your physical and mental health needs are and then just honoring yourself from there and not feeling forced or pressured to use your vices as a crutch. For me personally, who knows what the future holds? I, now that I know that I have the power to walk away from things that aren't serving me, I feel more empowered in general. And now that I truly understand the power of moderation, I feel more empowered through that. Maybe I'll take sober months, like dry December, dry October, November, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like drinking through the holiday season, that's a huge triggering time of year for me, so I imagine setting a boundary where I will drink as minimal as possible. Maybe not even drink at all during the holidays. Or give myself some time to just reset and make sure that I'm still at baseline emotionally as possible. For some, moderation can mean maybe one drink a day. Or maybe it can mean only drinking at special occasions. Or one drink a month. Or not at all. Everyone's relationship with their vices, 
whether that's comfort food, fast food, drinks, drugs, sex, porn, masturbation, who knows? Everyone's relationship is individual to them, and it's up to everyone individually to come to their own unique understanding of what healthy moderation looks and feels like. And now that I have understanding of my own moderation, my life truly, truly, truly feels like it is in my hands because now more than ever, I have both hands on the wheel and I feel the most in control I've ever felt in a long time. So that's my story with moderation and my update with my journey of growth and self-discovery and substance use in a way that's mindful, blah, blah, blah. So that's it. We're going to hop back on this train and we're going to keep on going on our journey. Weekly episodes are officially back live, y'all. Woo! Uh, yeah. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I love the shit out of y'all. I just said a bad word. Okay. Bye.